Yes, it's a guy. He's from uh, Yakima, right? <laughs> Seattle. You know, if you were blind, what do you think the worst part of it would be? I don't know. I think it would be not being able to tell if there was bugs in my food. Welcome to Sign Bros. My name is Jacob, and joining me on the line with a special guest, a man who always waits the full minute for the conditioner to work and dunks like he podcasts very offensively, my brother and co-host, Jonah Krause. Hey, Jonah, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. So uh, let's. who's this special guest that you decided to bring on? Well, um, you know, since we started doing these podcasts, I've been uh, having to go back and revisit the episodes. And um, as I mentioned on a previous episode, my, my main man uh, sauntered in during the dream sequence in, um, <laughs> in the baby shower episode. And uh, since then, he's been watching Seinfeld with me. I'd like to introduce my best friend, my main man. Benjamin Krause, step up to the microphone. Um, my name is Benjamin Krause, and <laughs> I am eight years old. What do you like about Seinfeld so far? I like that Kramar literally, <laughs> like, he touched the hot towel, and he flips over. In that episode that we watched? Yeah. Yes. That was good, right? Uh-huh. You looking forward to watching some more Seinfeld? Yes. All right. You're going to join us on an episode or two coming up? Yes. All right. Awesome job. I'll see you later. See you later, bud. Say goodnight to your uncle. Good night. Good night. Good night to our 32 listeners, too. (laughs) Good night, subscribers. (laughs) (laughs) So that was was Benjamin. That was Benjamin, our... My nephew, Jonah's son, uh, he is eight years old. And appropriately, being that Ben is eight going on nine, we are going on our ninth episode. So here we are sitting here with our ninth episode, uh, which is going to be The Busboy and The Note. Before we start, I wanted to ask you. Finishing up of season two and then uh, on to season three. Yep. So before we start, I wanted to ask you, we did this with uh, a couple previous episodes and we picked, we both picked Chinese restaurant as our favorite uh, episode. And then I asked you on a, on a previous segment about the statue and the revenge and the pony remark and the uh, jacket. And we tried to figure out that combination. Was it the best combination that we did? So last time we did baby shower and Chinese restaurant restaurant. And quickly, do you think that that was the best Two episode segment we've done you know as we both had talked about uh last week the chinese restaurant is way up there it's our new king of the hill for both of us the baby shower was was really good i had it mixed up with the relationship um <laughs> or the or the deal or the dad um, <laughs> um which is a really good episode but uh, if I recall, we had the pony remark and the jacket, right? Yeah. That was... And then the revenge and the um, and the statue together. Right. And I think we. I don't even remember which ones we picked. And again, I think we went with the jacket and um, the pony remark, if I remember. Or we went the other way. And we're not going to look back or <laughs> let the audience know at all what we did. But we'll we'll keep going with it. I want. I don't know I, if we I, ever even I, made a decision on it. 
Yeah, we probably didn't. <laughs> um, but I would say I love the Chinese restaurant. And I could totally be contradicting what I said a couple weeks ago. But I think the pony remark slash jacket is the best combo so far. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're contradicting, but yeah, I look at it like this, like a the Chinese <laughs> the Chinese restaurant is like a ten out of ten. Yes, and then the baby shower is like a solid seven, and those other ones are like eight and a halfs, like Pony Remark and Jacket Revenge right, right. Yeah, and uh, Statue. It. So it's like you know, splitting hairs, and I guess the other two combination would probably win. That's what, splitting hairs. That's exactly what, if I remember correctly, we were talking, we were going back and forth. We kept changing our mind and we were like, oh, we're, you know, we're splitting hairs here. And then we're like, oh, that's what we do. Yeah. Shows. We split a lot of hairs. Or <laughs> I don't think we ever decided on it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, but we should kind of look at that stuff. Like, I think you, I think you said, it- I think I was thinking about it and, uh, after three seasons i think there's exactly 40 episodes so i think at that point we could kind of really dive in and do like a top of the seasons kind of like a a whole thing maybe even a show just dedicated to the first three seasons like put a point value like one through ten like one to ten on each episode and then add it to see what the highest yeah something uh, like that yeah yeah because i like the way you said that the Chinese restaurant is a 10 and the baby shower is a seven. And then the others were like eight and a half, you know, whatever, however you broke it down. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Cause, cause if you, if you isolate them by themselves and just try to think about how good they are without like a point system, it's hard. Cause all of them, I mean, we're, again, we're splitting hairs with like the message and the, you know, like all these different really funny episodes. It's mm-hmm. like it's hard to really boil it down. But if if you uh, assign a point, a sort of point system to it, we could probably figure it out mathematically. Yeah, we'll come up with yeah. the war of each of, of each episode. Yeah, and make all and it will make no sense exactly. And then <laughs> we'll, and then all of a sudden we'll wake up Monday morning and have like we're back to like four listeners. And be like, yeah, and then we'll be like, oh, let's talk about the war of all the episodes. And based on my calculation, the apartment is actually the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll uh, we'll start calling the show uh, Land Bros. <laughs> so the land, landlord brothers. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. All right, so we called it though. This was going to be a mess. So yeah, this yeah. Actually, it's it's interesting because but now that we're up to thirty four um, thirty four listeners, we actually got our first sponsor. Oh yeah, what's the sponsor? So let me read the sponsor. Hold on. Okay. If you like that feeling of your stomach dropping like you're on a roller coaster, head on down to Sky Burger. Sky Burger, the Taco Bell of burger places. So, I love so, it. So, so thank Sky you. Burger is the sponsor. Yeah, Sky Burger is going to sponsor our show now. So I love it. That's awesome. It. We got our first sponsor, Sky that's, Burger. It must be because of all the uh, stomach rumbling talk and the shit <laughs> stories and all that stuff. I think they really, really attracted them. <laughs> Sky Burger just came out with a new special too. It's a five-pound pot roast. 
swimming in a bowl of gravy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Before we lose it too much, or, did you? What about the early bird special for for those that are seventy and over? The chili with a coffee. <laughs> 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 all right <laughs> now that we're way off track and off like multiple tracks let's uh let's jump into the show we're actually going to do today and we're going to talk about the last episode of, of the second season of seinfeld uh the bus boy and the first episode of the third season the note so why don't you start by summarizing the bus boy the uh the episode opens up we have uh jerry george and elaine are out to dinner uh, at a restaurant they're in, it looks like some kind of an italian restaurant they're enjoying some pasta having some small talk george mentions I, I think he gets some pasta with pesto on it and he starts talking about how he doesn't like it but he wants to like it because it's everybody likes it you know this is back and forth whatever and uh then jerry notices across the restaurant that there's like a, a gentleman sitting at the restaurant with a baseball cap on and he whispers to George and Elaine that he guarantees that, you know, he's he's got plugs or he's going through like a hair transplant. And then uh, Elaine wants to like turn and take a look and she does. Um, the thing about that painting is with the colors and, um, oh yeah, plug Ola. <laughs> After that, Jerry mentions that Elaine has a male friend coming in from Seattle or uh, Yakima. Yakima. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yakima, yeah. No, Seattle. And, uh, but yeah, but it's Seattle. And Elaine doesn't want to talk about it. She asked Jerry to kind of explain to George like what's going on. And evidently they had a, uh, had spent some time together a weekend or whatever and when he got back to seattle he realized that he discovered that the venice tattoo does not wash off so easily on some people he's gonna come to new york and spend a weekend or a week or whatever with her and uh just as they're finishing up that conversation the the busboy of the restaurant comes out and like is setting the table up next to them and he kind of leaves the menu a little bit too close to the candle on the table and it starts burning and um, Jerry's like oh my god look at you know and uh, George gets up really quick and puts it out it's not really like a big deal no one else at the restaurant seems to have even noticed but you know he, he does it the manager comes out and it's like oh my god what's happened and uh, George is like, the busboy left the menu a little close to the candle. I'm sorry for the disturbance. I'm never eating here again. Yeah. <laughs> They're just kind of laughing about it. And Jerry, they all sit down and Jerry's like, oh, good job, uh, George, you know. And the manager calls the busboy out. To, we can't hear really what's going on, but you could see them talking. It's sort of animated. And uh, the busboy points at George and shortly afterwards like throws down his apron and his towel and he like bolts off and um george starts freaking out i didn't know he could find it he'll probably kill his family over this <laughs> what if he's waiting for me outside he pointed at me did you see him point a lot of ex-cons become bus boys 
And uh, Elaine's like, I, I was just joking, obviously. And um, and Jerry's like, oh, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, whatever. He's so, like, just doesn't care about anybody or anything. And so we then move to uh, Jerry's apartment. Uh, George and Jerry and, and uh, George is, like, really upset because he feels bad that he had perhaps been the reason why the busboy lost his job and Jerry's explaining that he knows a lot of busboys because of the business he talks to them all the time and Jerry's like what are you gonna do and he's like I don't know I'm just you know like I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna go see him and just apologize Elaine comes up to the uh apartment and she swung by the restaurant if you people are aware of this, but I am one clever chickadee. Wait, did you get the busboy's number? His phone's been disconnected, but I was able to obtain an address. 1324 Amsterdam Avenue, apartment 4D. But she has to go pick up Ed, the guy from Seattle. So she's not able to go along with George over to visit the busboy and Jerry as a set. George is starting to, you know, get his stuff together and he's going to head over to see the bus boy and just talk to him just as he's about to leave or as he's leaving uh the k-man walks in i I think just to say hi or to steal some milk or whatever (laughs) and jerry's just like you shouldn't go alone like you need somebody there for some support or whatever and and kramer's like what go where and and jerry suggests that he should go with george and george is like "Uh, you know he's kind of not down with it, but he ends up relenting and taking Kramer over to visit with the busboy. The next scene, we have uh, George and Kramer. They have arrived at the apartment building for the busboy. And George is like, you know, you're, you, thank you for coming with me, but if you don't mind, could you just, like, not talk? What am I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Certainly not. They knock on the door and the busboy comes and he's like, opens the door and he's pissed off. Like, he just looks like devastated in all sorts of ways. They go into the apartment and they're standing there and the busboy is like all up in their space. And George is like kind of like like a groveling worm, just like apologizing. And if there's anything I could do for you, so on and so forth. Then Kramer pipes in that George is a great guy and like, you know, he didn't mean anything that might have happened. And uh, does he speak? Does he know how to say waterbed in Habla Espanol. He asked him if he... Habla Espanol. Como se dice waterbed. Waterbed. You know, like George kind of cuts him off. And then uh, Kramer asks him if he could have some agua. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) During that scene, uh, the busboy's cat escapes. Right. Um, All of a sudden, after all of that, um, the busboy realizes that he can't see Paquita. Um, and he's looking around the apartment for Paquita and the door is open and Paquita must have left the apartment. So he's like, La puerta es abierta. La puerta es abierta. The door is open and he's like 
flips out and he's, he wants them to go help him find the uh, the cat. The next scene, the busboy, Kramer and George are sitting at uh, the little uh, like kitchen table or whatever, and um, they obviously have not been able to find Paquita. And Kramer pipes in, is like, you know, my aunt, she had a cat, ran away, showed up three years later. You never know. And and George is still like apologizing for everything. Like uh, I apologize that you lost your job. I apologize for this. I apologize for that. Kramer gets up to get some more water. Um, in the meantime, and he walks back, and uh, he like snags his foot on a wire, and the lamp falls. And George is like, and and I apologize for the lamp, you know. And then they end up like getting up to leave, and. Uh, George walks out and Kramer walks out and then Kramer turns around and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get the door. He closes the door and then the piece of the lamp that broke off falls again. The next scene, Jerry is at his apartment and he's talking on the phone with George and George evidently is like freaking out because he thinks he sees the uh, the busboys like stalking him and, and like <laughs> he wants to like kill him for ruining his life. George asked through Jerry if Kramer was going to go out and look for the cat again. And Kramer's like, it's been a couple of weeks. It's up to the cat now. And uh, Jerry says it to George, and they're going back and forth about the about what had happened over the phone. And uh, Why was I in charge of closing the door? Why was he in charge of closing the door? <laughs> yeah, why don't you call George yourself and you guys talk it over about the cat or whatever. And then Elaine comes up, and... She is like asking for some aspirin, and uh, we're getting through her dialogue that like this was a horrible idea to have this guy um, come for the week. Like she can't stand them. Whatever messages, and she was reading be- their vibe or whatever before the- it no longer exists whatsoever. She's like huffing down aspirin and she's explaining to jerry that she's got to get this guy back to seattle asap because if i don't get this guy on a plane to seattle and out of my life i'm gonna kill him and anyone who tries to stop me (laughs) she is uh gonna take him to the airport and she figured out uh the best route and then she talked to some taxi driver that he turned me on to the Rockaway Boulevard shortcut. And then he asks about the crappy alarm clock that she had been using for a while. And she's like, no, 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 I got another alarm clock and I'll be all set. The next scene opens up and Elaine and Ed have overslept. And she, like Elaine, freaks out. She's like, oh, my God. You know, like they were supposed to get up with plenty of time to get to the airport, but like they're, they, I think they, I think she has like 45 minutes possibly to get to the airport because they overslept. Takes 45 minutes to get there. That'll only leave me five minutes to get to the plane. Shut up and pack! And then what if I don't make the plane? You'll have already left then. What do I do? You're talking too much. Where's my sweater? What? My brown sweater. What, what sweater? My brown sweater. What? You didn't bring a brown sweater. I got a brown sweater. And she's get gets up. She starts throwing clothes and into a suitcase, and she's waking Ed up. And Ed's like all groggy, and he starts walking to the kitchen because he had left some cashews in there, and <laughs> he's 
it's hungry and elaine's like are you out of your mind like get dressed you know put on your pants we'll never make it we'll never make it and um what do you mean you know they're just like going back and forth like kind of fighting and discussing and um all of a sudden ed's like my brown sweater where's my brown sweater <laughs> and, uh, and elaine just grabs like a random sweater and throws it at him he's like this isn't my sweater i brought a brown sweater and the, and, it, and it just kind of breaks away and uh we open at jerry's apartment and Jer- george is there and they are talking about the best bathrooms in the city i believe yep george is like give me a street intersection and i'll let you know what i'll tell you what the best public bathroom is in that area and (laughs) (laughs) this is like perfect because that's as as we have grown to see that's like george's area of expertise is public bathroom anything to do with bathrooms Mm -hmm. and uh jerry's throwing out some like uh intersecting roads in new york city and and uh George has got the best bathroom. All right, 65th and 10th. <laughs> Are you kidding? Lincoln Center, Alice Tully Hall, the Met. Magnificent facilities. <laughs> Just mention his name and you'll get the key. <laughs> and, um, and as they're going through that, Elaine comes in and she looks hot as fuck for whatever reason. Her hair... <laughs> The way her hair is and like wearing the nightgown with the jet. I don't know. She This is the best looking Elaine so far that I've seen. Really? And, uh, she's disheveled. just like staring. Yeah, the disheveled Elaine. Interesting. And she's staring off into outer space, kind of just like dazed and confused. Like, like she got punched in the gut at the Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. because uh, Mr. Cohen's always there. And uh, then she just starts to explain how she was driving. This is the best driving she had ever done in her life. She was seeing like two or three moves ahead. And, you know, she was up on the curb at one point. And then then she did this and she merged like that. And if it hadn't been for that five car pileup (laughs) on Rockaway Boulevard, (laughs) that numbskull would be on a plane for Seattle right now instead of looking for a parking space downstairs. <laughs> they just, they feel awful for her because they, you know, they know, they, they had seen how uh, how bad this had turned out with this visit. Mm-hmm. And and at that point, then Kramer comes, uh, comes across the hall and indicates that the busboy is in the building. Uh, <laughs> The bus boys, the bus boys coming. The, bu- the he's bus so boys. excited. He's he's so pumped about the bus boy, <laughs> and and George just freaks the fuck out, and he thinks like the bus boy's there to like kill him or beat the shit out of him or whatever, <laughs> and uh, he like is looking for a place to hide, and and they're like, why'd you let that lunatic in the apartment? You know, he's like, I buzzed him in. He's coming right up, and uh, the bus boy is knocking on Kramer's door and it's like Antonio Antonio over here and George's like hey hey Antonio hi <laughs> and and you don't know what's gonna happen but like Antonio of course gets right back up into his personal space and he's like talking about how 
there was a gas leak and an explosion at the restaurant I used to work at, and the busboy that was in a section had died because of the explosion. To save my life! <laughs> and while he was looking for Paquita at the same time, he got a job that pays him twice as much, and... The noise from the explosion must have scared Paquita, and she came back, and like all these wonderful things started to happen, and it's all because George had uh, complained about him, quote unquote, because of the burning of the menu, mm -hmm. and uh, so he like thanks George, and he's like, but now I am running very late for my job, <laughs> so I must go, and and he leaves, and like. They're all George is like completely relieved and like everyone's like, oh man, that's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. And uh Antonio leaves and he from what we could hear, he passes Ed in the stairwell and must have bumped him or something, and they start getting into an argument and uh and then into a fight which um propels them down the stairs. Who do you think you're talking to, pal? Hey! they're like oh boy and um because it, it looks like it, people got they it, it, it turned into a pretty bad fight and people got hurt they're at monks the next day and uh, elaine has is getting some kind of food to go soup maybe or something and uh they're talking about like what what had happened and uh georgia asks so much longer till when till he goes back to seattle or till he can feed himself <laughs> and then george because antonio got so hurt george needs to go over and feed Paquita. and jerry seems to be the only one that has kind of come through this episode and not had any kind of problem so George leaves, Elaine leaves, and the busboy comes to clear off the table, and Jerry's like, how you doing? <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. All right. The busboy episode starts off at the restaurant. The busboy leaves the menu too close to the uh, candle. It burns. George stamps it out and feels guilty about it. Goes, visits the busboy with Kramer. Kramer causes all sorts of damage at the house, eventually uh, leading to some other shenanigans. And then the busboy ends up looking really good at the end because the restaurant explodes and George saved his life. And just when the busboy thinks he's out of the woods, he gets in a big fight with Ed, who is Elaine's uh, man friend that came in from Seattle, who she dug at the beginning and then wanted out of their ASAP and then Jerry kind of floats through the whole episode so at the beginning of the episode Jerry talks about uh in the stand-up he talks about stealing rolls room service rolls I have eaten rolls off of room service trays in hotel hallways <laughs> right <laughs> would you ever do that uh no no, that's yeah. I know and that's... either and either would Jerry ever. There's no way. I know he's doing it for a com comedic effect, but yeah, there's no way he's done that. <laughs> God, no. 
The other comedian. All skinny as fuck, too. Like, I could see, like, Louis C.K. doing that. Right. Other <laughs> other comedians ha- have, for sure. But, like, Jerry never has. He's never done that ever, and, and he would never do it. All right. You like pesto? Um, I have to be honest with you. So <laughs> this is the Seinfeld effect. It, when you look at pesto, it's not even like, it doesn't even look that good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's green, right? It's not yeah, like it's other so bright. foods. <laughs> right. It's not like other foods where you're like, oh, that looks good. You know? Um, yeah. It doesn't even have a good name, really. <laughs> so I tried it. Um, because of the show, because they talk about it. Yeah. And in particular, the way she's like, I, I want to like pesto, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted like a different kind of pasta thing. So I tried it. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it, but I mean, it's not something I, I usually like the pasta with the sauce. I, I don't really like the pesto move. And I've, yeah. I don't think I've ever ordered it in like a restaurant. <laughs> no, no. I've had, I've had it at home. I've had yeah. It. So George says, uh, pesto, where was pesto 10 years ago? What do you feel like today's version of pesto is? Like something that... you know where I'm going. Sushi. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's there's different things. Like I I talked to you and Johanna and Janine about this at nauseum when we were down in Florida. Yeah. Like I just feel like, and I, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. This is just my opinion. I feel like sushi is disgusting. And like people, it's just hip. Like people, oh, I had, did you have sushi at the new sushi restaurant? It's like people just do it. So it's like a conversation piece. Like, yeah, no, I'd rather have fucking like dripping mozzarella pizza, pizza, like not sushi, <laughs> raw ass fucking fish rolled up in fucking white rice. Everyone gets Chinese food with the with the extra white rice. Does anyone eat that? <laughs> no. The rice. No one eats the white rice yeah, and no one gross. likes sushi. Like I'm sick and fucking tired of people talking about that they like sushi. Because think about <laughs> it. If I fucking opened up a can of tuna, you're not going to be like, oh, let me get that leftover white rice to go with it. And I'm going to fucking sit here and eat tuna raw with white rice no one does that shit so it's, why do people it's rolled like in seaweed too which does that help yeah all the just break it out like no one likes any of it and no one likes sushi i'm sick and tired of people being like <laughs> people at work are like oh we're gonna get lunch i'm like oh cool uh what are you getting oh we're gonna get sushi like fuck you i'm not no let's get pizza let's get grinders let's get wings all the tacos let's get sky burger whatever like i don't want (laughs) right though yeah yeah people might as well say oh well if you don't want sushi why don't we get pesto no i don't want that either like i want something (laughs) good stop fucking forcing shitty food to make it hip yeah the other the other thing I think was where you, you was set that up. I know you set that up. Oh yeah, I, I knew you would go with sushi. I mean, my thing where was it ten years ago? Is something I actually like. It's avocados. I feel like avocados were like a thing with like Mexican, but now it's like everywhere you go, it's like a sandwich with avocado, yeah. and and I'm cool with that because I like avocados. But sushi is is the thing. Yeah, I like. <laughs> but listen, I know I got on you like because i'm not a huge avocado fan i like them but i don't have a problem with them like i have a problem with sushi because avocados like they're good 
Like if you have an avocado on its own, good. Yeah. In a salad, good. You know, um, I'm not, if I'm going to have a turkey sandwich, I'm not going to put an avocado on there, but I could see why people might like it. Like Steph, my, you know, uh, my wife, she likes, she likes it on a burger. I could see why I would taste it, but I wouldn't do it, but I could, (laughs) it's not that bad (laughs) compared to like fucking raw fish wrapped up in white rice in a seaweed. Like no one (laughs) likes that. Who the fuck? Come on. Besides dad, who would like that? (laughs) (laughs) I could see JSK doing that, but no one else. Yeah. Right? (laughs) But anyway. Funny, because I don't think I've ever seen dad eat sushi. Exactly. It is such a thing that he would love, and I don't think he's ever had it. Or he's never at least ordered it in my presence. So that should tell you exactly what you need to know about sushi. Dad will eat anything but he doesn't eat sushi so that tells you that it's fucking disgusting and people are forcing that shit down and being like oh you know what i had sushi tonight and people uh, you know like it's not good like john cross doesn't eat it yeah (laughs) right though yeah Uh, i was thinking of what's going to be the dad moment of this episode Actually, we should change the name of the show from Sign Bros to The Dad. <laughs> to, to The Dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all right, not to keep harping on, and I, I'm sure you, uh, we can move on, but, like, you know what else drives me nuts? It's, like, people get the sauce to dip the sushi in. Yeah. And I just look at it, and I'm like, you know, what would, you know what would be good with that sauce? Chips. Like, don't <laughs> dip sushi into the – the sauce looks good. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's got it's got that uh, what what the hot the hot shit, like uh, uh, wasabi, wasabi. Like I could picture ginger. that with. Uh, gi- nobody likes ginger. Yeah, is this ginger? <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? Like people are like, oh, you dip it in the sauce. Yeah, I, the sauce is good. I'm gonna dip a chip in there. I don't want this disgusting sushi. And stop talking about it. <laughs> That's a hot button issue. Oh yeah, sushi is just that that gets you going. <laughs> that gets your blood boiling oh, like the bus God. boy. <laughs> yeah. So when Jerry tells George you can't you shouldn't go over to visit the bus boy by yourself, take the K-man. So he's like before he says take the K-man, he says uh, you know, wait till after my set. If Jerry and George go over there, how do you think that interaction goes? Oh man! Again, he should probably wait until um, Elaine is freed up to take her, because <laughs> <laughs> she's got charm and she she could probably make that work. Well, that and and she's not she uh, she's not going to give up an opportunity to go to prison. So you know she's down to like. So if it turns into a rumble, she's she's gonna yeah. Like come through Jerry for Jerry showed us true colors at the Chinese restaurant when he's like. He had no intentions of uh, getting involved in a fight when George was like asking him if he had his back. Well, he does it too in this episode because when the bus boy's coming up, he's like, "Oh, you know, you two, you oh, three yeah, know yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no reason for me to be around." Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. So I, I think Jerry just says that he would, you know, hey, why don't you wait for me after my set and then we can go? And he really is just bluffing because he knows George won't wait. Yeah. And, and plus, like Jerry's given a, he's doing a stand-up set, 
So you could imagine that set probably starts early as seven o'clock, right? Right. So by the time he's out of there and whatever, he's home. He meets up with George. It's like 1030. So they're right. going to show up at the busboy's house at like 11 o'clock at night. No. After you already no. get him fired. <laughs> Jerry is trying to avoid the preemptive wuss. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, he's that's trying to act doing. like he's got George's back, but really yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, you know what? I can't do it, but let me pretend like I can. Right. Right. He's got, he's looking through the Rolodex of excuses trying to get out of it. You know? <laughs> like, for sure. Like he has no intentions of going over there in any way, what shape or form. Let's just move on to categories and we could talk about some of the characters and stuff. All right. Okay. First we have uh up, down, even Steven. Down George is downish. Yeah. Steven downish, I think. I was gonna say he's down. He's gotta feed Paquita now. Yeah, but I mean is it is it that horrible? I mean it's not that bad considering well, gotta... where we thought he might be. Well, he's he's got to go there at a certain time. Oh, he yeah. He goes yeah. all over everything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. So he's locked into a couple weeks of uh, having to go over there and deal with that. Yeah. So I guess he's down. Yeah. Uh, Elaine is down. Way yeah. Down. Jerry is even. I, I mean, he's. he's got e- no yeah, this even. is the ultimate Jerry, even Steven episode. Yeah. There's nothing going on one way or the other with Jerry in the whole episode. And this line at the beginning when he's just like. When they're like Elaine's like, well, I I said I wouldn't eat here, and George Jerry's just like, oh, I didn't say anything. Like it's just like the perfect even Stephen line for Jerry. Yeah, yeah, he, that just sums up his whole episode. He's just like, oh, <laughs> it sums up Jerry. Not involved. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna love. I, I love the fact that Seinfeld has that episode that kind of like highlights that whole yeah. situation perfect because it's jerry in a nutshell like he's always even steven for the most you know for the most part and then the k-man even steven i I mean i think he's up like how happy is he when a bus boy shows up the bus boy's coming the bus boy's coming (laughs) the bus boy's coming you don't mean here yeah i just buzzed him in he's on his way yeah so i mean (laughs) he's very happy i mean but in reality though and like at the end of the day He's right where he started. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he doesn't have, he, he's the come with guy and nothing. He doesn't really do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so I, I would just label him as, as even Steven in it, I guess. All right. So deep cuts, nitpicks and observations. I have a, I have a few if you want me to go. All right. Why don't you go? I got my fashion report afterwards. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll do Jonas fashion report. Dun, 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 dun. No, I'm just and I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee. Well, no, I'm not gonna say. It. All right. I don't know. So he left. So let me just give some observations. So the scene at the beginning when George is, uh, you know, talking about how he feels bad about the bus boy, he's fixing himself a sandwich, which appears to be a tuna sandwich, and he's putting ketchup on it. Yes, I noticed that. And I'm yes. like, what the fuck? And then not oh, only disgusting. that, not only that, so he's making himself a sandwich of tuna and ketchup, and then he's having a glass of milk with it. Or there's yes. milk there. So like ketchup, tuna, and milk. Like, yes. could there be any worse combination? Jesus. I, you know what? I, I saw, you know, oh my God, I know. I know. I, I was, I was trying to figure out what he was, I was trying to put, 
into place what sandwich might be okay with the way he's putting ketchup on it. And I'm like, there's nothing. It's a tuna sandwich. What is yeah. it doing? Yeah, and you you love you love ketchup. I too. love so ketchup. it's you're yeah, like yeah. you're a it's huge bizarre. ketchup fan, and for you to be disgusted by it is amazing. Yeah, and, I, I and never tuna, like I was even thinking, even if it was like a tuna melt, which it clearly isn't, it's just like plain tuna. Right. Like, even that would still be gross with ketchup. So like that combination is gross. And if he's drinking milk with that, that's just oh, that's next God. level disgusting. What is what really is he going gross. over to see Tatiana again and have a rumbling stomach? <laughs> like what the fuck? He's crazy. This man is fucking nuts. He does the five pound pot roast. Yeah. He, then he goes to the Chinese restaurant. God knows what he's going to order over there. And then the next fucking episode, he's mixing ketchup and and tuna. We know from the phone message episode that stress makes his uh, stomach messed up too, because he's got the issues with the you know he's got the Pepto and all that's exactly uh, and the tums and stuff and so he's already no wonder why he's eating shit like that with tuna and fucking yeah and then he's trying to talk to girls you're trying to go you're trying to do an improv and uh, go solo on a answer machine with that stomach. <laughs> a couple <laughs> a couple other observations we talk about and you already brought this up george with the bathroom knowledge which is which is great they bring that in his public bathrooms and oh like, yeah that just was tell awesome. them. <laughs> i love that i love yeah. that scene just love tell them just just give them my name they'll give you the key like i just love i think that's great do you uh, think that's why he felt confident about peeling out of Tatiana's though? Because he knew he knows the, the area. Right. He scouted out the area. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, so he's ba- he, like he knows all the good bathrooms. So as soon as he gets out of Tatiana's, he probably is like, "All right, I'm on first and eighth. Let me." Uh, I don't know if that's a cross street, but anyways, I'm I'm on a cross street here, and I know the closest bathroom is this one, and I know. Uh, you know, Sally at the front desk, she'll give me the key. Like he's right. he's the, got it the, all the, all planned the first, out. The first rumbling of the stomach he had it, he, he zeroed in on a on an area of the city that he's like, I, I'm 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 golden. I get, I could peel out of here and do what I gotta do. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, for sure. Unlike unlike us, where we're like we we're I'm terrified to go to the city with a bad stomach. Oh yeah. That's yeah. scary. Another observation I have from this episode is Jerry is definitely drinking soda in this one. He actually takes a sip of soda. And I know I'm on a I'm on a never ending I'm on a I'm on a mission to find Jerry with soda. We'll go all the way back to the uh to the cotton dockers and you're like, Well, he's drinking orange juice, but what else does Jerry drink? He doesn't drink soda. Last episode, I mentioned he had soda next to him. And in this episode, he has cola in his hand and he is sipping from it. So ding, ding, ding. There you go. Jerry drank the soda. So, so if doing this, so if doing this podcast doesn't define me and you, I don't know what does. I'm over here. I'm blasting people about their fashion statements on (laughs) on this uh, 1991 comedy. And you're searching for soda episodes, like soda scenes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) what the hell? Yep, you're you're digging some fashion, and I'm I'm looking for food items. No, but you're like, like, specifically soda. 
I, I threw it out there all confidently, like Jerry doesn't drink soda or caffeinated beverages. You 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 made it a mission to catch yep. him in the act of drinking soda. I, if and I didn't like, find it during one of these episodes, I was going to check all the deleted scenes to see if I could find one. Exactly, exactly. Or like scan, or like scan through like People magazines to see if there's like a soda in the background of, of a picture of Jerry. Just something. I had yeah. to find him with the soda, so I've I I've completed it. that mission. So what we what what we should do going forward is I'll break down the uh, the the uh, outfits and then you can chime in with whether or not anyone's drinking a carbonated beverage or like <laughs> <laughs> or if Jerry or if Jerry's like doing something that he shouldn't do yeah like like drinking uh, caffeinated beverages or alcohol or whatever oh yeah <laughs> I'm all over That's that so fun. another thing we've talked about is uh is the uh my spanish skills and how terrible they are but during the fight i don't know if you caught this but you could hear them yelling in the background and antonio yeah. definitely says cabron which yes. cabron cabron is one of the few spanish words i actually know and i believe it means asshole or bitch <laughs> i know it's it means goat really like ugly goat but like it's translated in slang as asshole or bitch so there's a swear on Seinfeld. There you go. A I Spanish one. That. I didn't so, know that. And that's probably completely wrong because I thought siesta meant party for a second last a couple episodes ago. So <laughs> we'll, we'll look into it and not talk about it next episode. But I used to work with this guy. <laughs> I used to work with this guy at, at the grocery store I worked at when I was like 18. And he used to, to be like, he used to call people cabron and be like, oh, cabron. <laughs> 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 just for no oh. reason it was it was one of my my boy winston he was hilarious <laughs> well anyways a couple nitpicks george's uh gives antonio his card and mentions he's in real estate now the the way they aired these episodes they aired them in a certain order and that's the order we're going in uh the intended order of the episodes i think is different and the deal i think is supposed to be the last episode of this season and real estate uh Obviously, he quits in the revenge episode, so yes, he no longer has that job. So the right. episode order is a little funky. Yes. So I just wanted to kind right. of point that out. An another nitpick I have too, and I don't know if this is this probably would be something you do because you're always kind of late to things. But I'm oh god, <laughs> I'm go. a very prepared person, and there is no way in hell I wouldn't pack the night before. So Elaine is rushing around trying to pack Ed up in the morning, right? And it's like his brown sweater should be in the fucking suitcase already. Unless he's wearing it. Where's my brown sweater? No, no. I, I'm packed. I mean, yes, I'm late or whatever, but I'm packed. <laughs> I'm before I go to bed that night, I'm packed. Yeah. Sure. Like yeah. why weren't they you you're right. You're absolutely one hundred percent correct on that. Like who the fuck doesn't pack? And then he's got he's looking for cashews, like oh, all right, God. let's so that'll that'll move Before, that'll transition us nicely into do you have anything else because i was going to transition no, nicely I, I into side wanted, characters i just wanted to uh chime in real quick why was antonio wearing your your school picture outfit from fifth grade 
<laughs> with the jeans, those tight ends. Those jeans. Yeah, those are the ones I used he... to. I used to pitch in those jeans. Yes, you did. <laughs> Yo, did he? Ha- did he have on a pair of Ewings? Yeah, I think he had Ewings on and a pair of. Tight did jeans. you see how large those? Those were some large. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if he if he got mad, he should have just thrown those uh, one of those Ewings at George. Yeah, those could those... killed him with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right though? i was i was thinking i was wondering if you were having nightmares when he saw that i was like one flying at your head and going into the wall he had listen before we'll we'll jump to what you wanted to go to next but i just wanted to try he had on your page and warner jeans <laughs> he had on a pair of ewings and he had on my tears for fears t-shirt with his sleeves cut off Right? Was that not as a, I love Antonio, by the way, but not to jump. Yeah, forward, let's. I well, love him. Why don't you do your full outfit, fashion state? Okay, so this is your. This is my fashion. fashion okay, that outfit has got to be the worst in so far in Seinfeld, because What's, it's everyone. It's me and yours worst like outfits throughout the years. So is like, it the the mind. one when he shows up at Jerry's house, or both? It's both. He has the Ewings on. He, I think, he's wearing those same Page and Warner jeans, and both he 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 has he's got the same jeans on, I think. And that, but he's got a jacket when the when he shows up at the end. Yeah, and he, he's got uh he's got my jacket from uh, sixth grade. Yeah, it looked like some knockoff starter jacket. Right, exactly, <laughs> because he's poor and we were poor. Yeah. That makes but sense. But he had on the most rot. That's got to be the most rotten outfit in Seinfeld so far, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, Jerry definitely is consistently terrible with his outfits, but I think Antonio's got that that outfit, and that, that thing's number one right there. I feel Actually, like, I wanted to I, make a. Go ahead. I feel sorry. I feel like his before this episode, his jeans were hanging up and getting stonewashed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move. Another, another. Actually, one of the observations I wanted to point out too is if if you notice, and this is kind of in, it's it's probably like the smoking sign and fucking the 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 Mets. Mets, uh, No. Well, I wanted to point out there's a sign in Antonio. So I think Antonio is uh, this burning the menus was the last straw. And I think they might have had him for stealing. And I'll tell you what. So he has a sign in his apartment that says, we reserve the right to refuse service. So he has a sign that he probably stole from the restaurant. So I think he's already on probate. Yeah, see, that's why. That's what I look at. You look at the outfits. I look at shit like this. And so he's got the Mets uh, poster or something. Yeah, the, the Mets poster. He's got a, a Paquita. <laughs> yep, I love. Paquita. I would have loved to meet Paquita. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> so, uh, so I think he's probably on probation, and then George's little thing is the last straw. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, George stomping on the fire, dead. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you it's mentioned like you that before, but I thought, oh yeah, but and the noise he makes, he's like, like okay, care. okay, I got it. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
he gets up from the chair and they send John Krause in there to do the chopping <laughs> of the like they're like they're interchangeable characters, Dad. Yeah. Swear to God. <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah. So let's talk about uh, the 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 side characters. Uh, let's get into those a little bit. All right. So we have uh, we have the bus boy, and you said you like him. I mean, he he teeters off and on, but at the end of the day, I I like Antonio. I think he's a little bit above average for me. Because there's point, like, I don't like how he's so, like, just staring. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Part of it. And he stands he's too very aggressive. Kind of, yeah, it's just a little aggressive. I like when he gets really happy. Yes. That makes me kind of happy. And I like that he beats the shit out of Ed. Because, honestly, Ex- I hate Ed. Exactly. The, it, it, you, you couldn't have put it more perfectly. Because I can't stand when they go to see him at the apartment. He's got his arms crossed. He's all, like extremely annoyed and like like pissed off or whatever but i love how he shows up and he's happy and i love that antonio and then the fact that i i'm thinking he beats the shit out of him but he gets hurt too i guess he falls yeah i think he falls falls yeah they get into a rumble and they end up falling down the stairs and his elbow went into his his face something i don't know there's a whole something there's a whole thing they explain it at the end uh, so they both end up hurt. Yeah, but I think Antonio no, I like wins it. that. I like it. Anto- it's like he teeters off and on, but at the end of the day, I think I think I like him. Yeah. So and like I don't first I don't know what the fuck Elaine sees in this guy, and I think I'm gonna say that a lot throughout this whole run of our show. But this guy, like I, I don't know. He seems like he's like at least twenty years older than Elaine. He's got an annoying ass voice. He's got yeah. this brown, elusive brown sweater. Yeah. He's eating in the morning. He's looking for cashews. Like that, bother, that bothers me the most. The fact that he gets up out of bed, right? Yeah. And he wants the bag of cashews that he left <laughs> in the kitchen. Like I just fucking hate that shit. I don't know. It just annoys me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And then to, another thing about Antonio is, do you notice that when they're fighting in the hallway, it's very reminiscent of the uh, the Spanish character later in the show with the, the gay couple? When he's like, oh, you're talking uh, to me? Yeah, yeah. It sounds uh, exactly the same. It's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember those two. Hey! Yeah, he says, what is it? He says something. Uh... He says, you talking to me? <laughs> so it sounds exactly like it, though. He's yeah, not, yeah, because he says the same line and it sounds almost exactly the same. Yeah, well, about, yeah like I can't remember exactly what they say. It's funny though. Yeah, he says it there. So, uh, yeah, I can't stand Ed. His, um, I, I, I mean, he's he's not really in the episode that much, but he sucks. Yeah. So, and, and you're right. Like, why does Elaine? Who is casting these boyfriends for Elaine? Like Elaine is hot, especially in this episode. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe you think this is the hottest Elaine so far. So far, absolutely. With her hair dangle, like her hair. I actually all- like her better in the restaurant. I think she looks really good in the restaurant. I hate the wall of hair. Uh, I hate. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I like I her know. hair. Like she looks. What rewatch this? The way she right. comes in and she's got the nightgown on with the disheveled hair, I love it. 
<laughs> and that but but she's with ed who's like who is this guy like what does he do in seattle he's so awesome that she flew him in too like i know like he's that cool was that conversation yeah uh, so that's definitely a shitty boyfriend in my opinion so uh does what do you think of the manager the manager he's not that bad uh, he just doesn't in there not you know what he could be he's not he's at the enough. he's at the kid table at that party oh that's a good point yes yeah. i would throw him there all tall <laughs> he can't even get his knees under the table so he's real annoyed he wants to fucking fight antonio again <laughs> at that party but antonio's not there yeah antonio's, antonio's not going to that party antonio's got his new job as a busboy <laughs> and i'm very late <laughs> <laughs> this episode I can identify very late <laughs> that, that's my move like my first day on the job and I'm fucking running late <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running a very late <laughs> what did you think my of the Ewings I can't walk fast because I have these 15 pound sneakers <laughs> those fucking shoes are so heavy oh, god with oh. the tightest jeans <laughs> He can't. How is he? How do he get up those stairs? <laughs> That's With probably that how he, he probably beat the shit out of Ed, and then tripped over his Ewings. Right, he stairs. couldn't move his legs because <laughs> he had fifteen pound shoes on, with the tightest jeans you could ever see. <laughs> that got stone beaten or whatever the night before. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on the manager in this episode? Oh, I can't stand him. Yeah, I don't really like him either. But let's. What let's... an asshole, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but if uh, if Antonio was stealing, like I think he was. Then, oh yeah, yeah. You know, maybe he deserved to get fired, and maybe there must have been maybe he died out. in the explosion. Antonio was talking about. I think he said five people died in the explosion. Like, yeah, they All just the people kill people off. I never. It, it's. I mean, you do notice it on Seinfeld, but they just kill people off like it's. Oh, they don't give a like shit. it's Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> It's like first blood. <laughs> Every episode. And no one cares. No one cares. It's like five people died in the explosion at the restaurant. Oh, cool. That's good job, Antonio. At least you made it. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. No, George, Elaine, not, Jerry, not, Kramer, none of them at the apartment when he mentions it, even like that's an eye. Like, yeah. Oh, people died. Okay. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they're just as long as you got that uh that new busboy job that pays twice as much. <laughs> yeah. And Paquita's safe. Yeah. As long... <laughs> All right. So do you have a favorite line or scene from this episode? Like I say in every episode, it's so difficult to boil it down. But I absolutely love Kramer's enthusiasm. When the bus boys go, <laughs> like it, it, it kind of breaks up. Like, like I feel like the whole episode is at like a certain level. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like sad or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like down. Yeah, and then Kramer busts in. He's like the bus boys. It like, it's like in other episodes that we talked about, like where the the octave goes up a couple notches. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because it's just like it's the crescendo of the episode kind of thing. Yeah, or the I love crescendo. that part, the crescendo. Yeah, <laughs> and then I love the fact that he comes in and like he like George he thanks George and George is like, you know, like 
it, it's just I love that part of the episode. I love like Kramer's lines, like the bus boy's coming, the bus boy's coming, and then like that part before the fight, obviously, yeah, like an uplifting moment. I love. Yeah. That. What about you? Yeah, I th- I think that's probably. Uh, I mean, I love, you know what I love is is Elaine in this episode. I love her her monologue when she comes in yeah. with the, in your. Yeah. The Elaine's the sexy Elaine, according to you. Oh. So yeah, that that whole like her her monologue there is so awesome. And then also when she's waking up in the morning and her running around the apartment, it's just yeah. she's yeah. it just shows you how good she is. She's such oh, a yeah. good actress. She's awesome. I mean, it's it's those two scenes are are awesome. Those are probably my two favorite. Yeah. And I just love where's my brown sweater because we say it to each other all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's we Every hate Ed, but we always. Sweater. Yeah, where's my brown sweater? <laughs> like a- anytime we like when we go to Florida together and we're packing, it's like uh, yeah. you finish packing. Where's my brown sweater? It's always like that's one of those lines that we use all the time. So oh yeah, I definitely enjoy that. So which character won the episode? Jerry. Yeah, I think you, it, by default you kind of give got to give it to Jerry because everybody else kind of loses or Kramer. Yeah. But I think Jerry, because Jerry, <laughs> I'm, get, I'm, I'm taking. You like leave. refuse to give it to Kramer because. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna no. give. I'm giving it a five episode break until I give. Yeah. Until I give Kramer a chance. Like he, he just, you know, like we. Yeah, said, he wins all like all the time. Backwards so all money. right, so five episode break until you give Kramer the win. So that'll last what two episodes. <laughs> Since we never keep our word or Whoa. follow up on anything we ever do on the show, no, he'll win it in the next episode. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I think Jay. I think Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm I think sure. Some, yeah. somehow I think Jerry probably wins the episode too. Yeah, yeah I he's just, so uh, even, Stephen. And this is like, like I said, it's I such love a, that foreshad. Yeah, that's he's that's such that. the it's such the even Stephen episode of Jerry. And like you said, in the future when they do that whole even Stephen storyline, it's like this is the first I think real even Stephen Jerry. And like I didn't do anything, I wasn't involved. This whole thing, he's just there. I and have I, one friend who's and up. he has some good I lines. Have one friend who's down. Yeah, you know. I th- I think this is the beginning of that a little bit, like you like you were just saying, like um, we get it for a while, and then they actually get to the episode where they um, kind of build an entire episode about it. So let's move on to the second episode we're recapping today, the note. And Jonah, before you do that, why don't you open up your pants a little bit, and it'll be easier that way. <laughs> 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 Ooh, uh, sorry raymond just got a hold of my microphone <laughs> <laughs> the episode opens up jerry is getting a massage and he feels uncomfortable getting a massage in silence he feels like he has to have like some sort of conversation he brings up uh, among other things this uh little kid that got kidnapped in pennsylvania and Juliana, the masseuse, evidently has a small child, and she's like kind of freaked out about it. And um, and uh, Jerry just continues to talk about how it was like really like a disturbing situation. And she's like, I, 
and he's giving off this vibe that that he is the he is the kidnapper (laughs) well he tells her he says that i could be one of these people yeah yeah (laughs) and she's just like freaking out about it i don't live near here you know next we move and uh we're at jerry's apartment and he's talking to elaine about you know just about the massage and like how he had brought it up and elaine thinks it's like very distasteful she doesn't want to hear that that was stupid i know it was stupid really stupid jerry indicates that a massage at this place because they're uh they're they're like physical therapists and they do different things that you know the massage at the end of the day is would be covered by insurance and of course george with his cheapness is intrigued and wants to get a massage you don't have to pay for the massage not if you have a doctor's note so where do you get this note well i've never actually done it but if i really wanted to i could probably get one from my friend roy the dentist right your friend roy what's the name of this physical therapist i'll tell you but don't ask her anything about her kid she's a little off and you don't have to pay (laughs) which is weird because George has no job, so I'm wondering where, like, how he has insurance, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You probably could have saved that for nitpicks, but... But, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that later. And, nevertheless, um, George is very interested in getting a massage now. So, um, next, we flash forward, and George and Elaine are walking into the office for a massage and uh, they're there for the three o'clock appointments. Elaine and George just fill out some paperwork. The receptionist indicates. And um, Elaine, you'll be seeing Juliana. Okay. And George, you'll be with Raymond. <laughs> As George is kind of sitting down and <laughs> George is like, but he's a man. And clearly George is very, uncomfortable with the situation he's trying to talk with elaine about maybe switching i don't want the man either (laughs) what's the difference you're a woman they're supposed to be touching you just be touching your back he'd just be touching your back too no it could get sexual i know that's the point if it's gonna get sexual it should get sexual with you i wouldn't be comfortable i would what if something happens (laughs) what could happen what if it felt good? All of a sudden, what he thought was going to be an enjoyable and relaxing massage has turned into something that he, he wants nothing to do with. And then out comes Raymond. George? <laughs> yes? I'm Raymond. Hello? He's a, a tall, lanky individual, and uh, <laughs> dressed dressed in all white, dressed in all white with the blonde flowing hair. He's like Fabio's long lost twin, and uh, <laughs> somewhat like they go back to uh, the the room for to for George to get his massage, and uh, Raymond's trying to make some small talk about how. Uh, Juliana like had him come and be like a uh, an employee with him and used to be a flight attendant. 
and George is very uncomfortable. Clearly, he's like so tensed up, and he's like, "Oh, you're very tense." He's like, "Ah, oh, coffee. I had too much coffee." <laughs> and he's like, "Why don't you loosen up those pants? It'll be a lot easier." And George's like, "Why?" You know, he's like, "Oh, because uh, just make it a little bit easier." And he, uh, you know, we move forward with the massage a little bit, and George is just continues to be more and more uncomfortable with it and then um raymond asks if he would take off his pants because it would be um he wants to take a look at his hamstring that george had marked down as being tender and uh so george you know takes off his pants and uh raymond is uh, looking at the area and asking him like how he heard it and george is like korea <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know like every he just doesn't it's just very very uncomfortable the whole entire situation you heard it in korea what the hamstring korea how hamstring how did you hurt the hamstring hotel <laughs> after that uh Elaine is in, is in the waiting room and she's clearly like very loosey goosey. She got a nice massage and George comes walking out like like all disheveled and like pale, like he'd seen a ghost, and he just walks out. <laughs> <laughs> it has been one of probably the top ten worst moments of his life. So then we go to Jerry's apartment and uh, Jerry's making himself some tea and George walks in and he starts trying to explain that he had gotten a massage and, and George's like, yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, and, and I got a massage from, from a man. Okay. He was touching and rubbing. He's like, okay. And uh, he got a couple inches from there. He's like, huh? <laughs> like, and then we find out that um, during the massage, George thinks that he, it might have moved. We're left to think that, like, during the massage, George felt that his penis may have moved or, <laughs> or reacted to the touch of a man. And he's freaked out because he thinks, like, that's the sign of being gay. And Jerry's like, no, I think it's if it's touched. And George is like, really, really? And, he, and uh, Jerry's like, yeah, I heard that from a gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, clearly George is still, regardless of the gym teacher's explanation of how one may be gay or the sign that one may be gay, uh, he's still kind of contemplating things. And Kramer walks in and he says that he thinks that he saw Joe DiMaggio at Dinky Donuts. And Jerry's like, there's no way that you saw Joe DiMaggio, the hit streak leader at stinky, disgusting Dinky Donuts. And off to the side, George is like, uh, you know, like, I don't even like sitting next to men on planes because I'm afraid that our knees are going to touch. And he's always been he's like, I don't even like, you know, urinals. I've always been a stall man. <laughs> <laughs> and like looking over, he's like, what? Um, so as they kind of get through that whole scene with Kramer swearing that he saw Joe DiMaggio at Dickie Donuts, Kramer's like, stall man, huh? <laughs> 
so the next scene we have uh jerry and george they're at jerry's doctor friend's place and they want it they need to just get a note so they're able to have their massage submitted to the insurance and um jerry feels really weird about it like he feels like it might be a breach of their friendship and and uh and the doctor really hasn't really said anything at all and um George is like, come on, you're making a big deal about this. Like, he hasn't, it's not, you know, what's the problem? And Jerry's like, you know, if this is any breach of our friendship, I understand. And then um, Roy is like, no, no problem at all. Like, I'll, you know, I'll write up the notes and uh, write up a couple of notes for you guys. And, and George is kind of looking off in the distance at a poster of Evander Holyfield. And Roy notices and he's like, He's got a hell of a body. (laughs) (laughs) George freaks out and he's like, how would I know? And uh, Jerry's just like, what's wrong with you? What's going on? And and George is like, what? What? Am I acting different? (laughs) He's freaking out about this whole like massage thing with with Raymond. And and Jerry just doesn't get why, like what what George's problem is. And uh, well, they get three. They get three notes from Roy, the dentist. Right. They get three notes. And, and big, Jerry asked George if it's if they should get three and get one, you know, two, one for each of them and one for Elaine. And George is so distracted by the Evander Holyfield picture or poster that he uh, Jerry just goes with the three notes. The scene after that, Jerry and Elaine are in Jerry's apartment. And uh, Lane is sitting on the couch. Jerry squeezes in and they're kind of arguing about who's got the closer seat. What's with you? What? (laughs) You were too close to me. I was all scrunched in there. Hey, you scrunched me. I sat down here first. Framer comes in. He sees Joe DiMaggio again at Dinky Donuts and he knows it was him. And he's trying to prove it to Jerry by saying he's a dunker too. And Jerry's like, there's no way it could be a, he could be a dunker. There's no way. That's why I know it's a fake story, because there's no way Joe DiMaggio's a dunker. And Elaine is very interested in the story about Joe DiMaggio. Nothing diverts his attention. Like I'm, uh, you know, I, like I'm sitting in there, you know, and uh, I start banging on the table, you know, to, uh, you know, so that he'll look up, you know, like I'm sitting there, you know, and I, you know. <laughs> he wouldn't move. So then I started doing these yelping noises, like, Uh, As they're talking about that, Jerry mentions that he got Elaine a note. Elaine is like, I already got a note from my gynecologist. So uh, Jerry finds finds out uh, by a phone call that Roy is under suspension because for insurance fraud. For fraud, yeah. And the reason why was because they got those three notes and Elaine was... Uh, had gotten her own note. So from there we go to um, Jerry and George are in Roy's dental office and he goes to the front desk and it appears to be Roy's wife at the front desk and she's upset because uh, yeah. they had uh, the whole practice is in jeopardy. Roy invites them back because he has a patient under and they kind of discuss being sorry about it and they're talking over a patient who's just laying there un- un- unconscious <laughs> and uh, Roy's wife pops in and out. And uh, I hope you're both happy. 
I'm not happy. Me neither. I've never been happy. And I'm happy sometimes, but, but not now. In college, maybe. Those were fun times. Yeah, college was fun. Yeah. You know the whole practice is in jeopardy. You know that. They go through and, and Jerry's apologizing and George's apologizing and Roy's like, well, what, you know, Jerry asks him what happens next. He's like, it'll be fine as long as we get the physical therapist to sign off that, that it's a dental problem that caused this issue. So right. then they realize that Jerry is like, oh shit, this uh, masseuse won't talk to me. So I don't know how I'm going to get this done. Jerry and George then head down to Juliana's office, the physical therapist. And Jerry sees her and her son is with her and Jerry's trying to convince her, Hey, you know, I didn't mean, and I'm so sorry. And the physical therapist is like, Billy run. <laughs> Cause she's afraid. Call the police. <laughs> and then <laughs> as soon as all the this... killer. Yeah. They, 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 Jerry wants the note, but she thinks Jerry's a serial killer. So she, she uh, tells her kid to run and hide. And then Raymond pops out of the office. And it's like, <laughs> and sees George <laughs> and just they look at each other <laughs> he's like what's going on out here George is like uh... and Jerry's like who's that Raymond he's like yeah Raymond and he makes this hilarious face the last scene is Jerry George and Elaine at the coffee shop they're discussing uh, the suspension because or he's under probation for six months because of the uh, investigation because clearly Jerry couldn't get the note from the physical therapist. Uh, they see Kramer outside. He had just gone to, uh, to Roy's to get a uh, dental procedure and he threw up from the gas. And then he's talking about how sick he was. They're very disgusted by this. And then they spot Joe DiMaggio across the room at the, at the coffee shop and uh, coffee shop. yeah, the coffee shop, <laughs> the diner, the coffee shop, <laughs> um, the diner. And they notice that it's Joe DiMaggio and they're all like excited. And then Kramer starts yelping and doing his, <laughs> his thing to try to get his attention. And Jer George ends it with the perfect line of, you see, now that is a handsome man. Yep. And that's how the episode ends. Nice. Thank you for the save. Yeah. So the episode is the note and it's about the massage therapist being able to be used if you can get a note from a doctor or a dentist, apparently you could go to the physical therapist and, uh, and get a massage for free. And that's what Jerry, George and Elaine all try to do. And of course the scheme does not work out well because they end up getting the dentist put on who's Jerry's friend put on six months probation. Kramer plays the role of just, uh, you know, yells at them a few times because he, th he thinks Jerry's being a bad friend. Elaine gets a nice massage and really has a nice episodes. But the main uh, thing with this episode is George questioning his sexuality. So the big question on, on the uh, sexuality part is when Jerry says to George, the true test is if a man between. <laughs> if, if it, res if it yeah. responds when a man touches it. I yeah. Think. So. <laughs> that's just to me that's the most ridiculous thing ever 
<laughs> so your he test to see if you're from gay. a gym teacher. Who, yeah. who was that? Is it is it our boy with the baked bean teeth? Yeah, is it Mr. Bevilacqua or is it Mr. Uh, Heyman? <laughs> That's got to be a Mr. Heyman. That's definitely a Mr. Heyman. He could definitely come up with that that move. Yeah. If I if we touch your penis and you and you get an erection, then you're definitely gay. Then you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> what, the fuck? what a weird situation that is. Oh my god. And George is relieved because apparently he got a boner when he was getting a massage. Which he was completely freaked out about to begin with. But as much coffee or caffeine that he had and freaked out, he he still managed to get a he thinks that it moved. Yeah. During that massage, which he was trying to make it the most uncomfortable thing of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that thing moved. <laughs> Maybe it shifted. Yeah, it no, it wasn't a shift. I shifted. It moved. So the masseuse, Juliana, actually eats the same, has the exact same uh, diet plan as me, by the way, which it seems to work for her, but like... Oh, well, I eat salad? a salad for lunch, and then I'll eat whatever I have, whatever I want for dinner, <laughs> which I thought was, <laughs> which is exactly what I do, except for I probably <laughs> overindulge. But I just thought it was funny that she eats the exact same. Like that's my plan. I'll eat a. I'm like I'll eat a healthy lunch, and that way when I get home from work, I can eat whatever the fuck I want, and then I end up inhaling pot roast and chips and all sorts of weird shit. <laughs> I hate it's only I know we'll get to it but I I can't stand her. Yeah. Uh so then they talk they actually have a nice conversation about getting a massage and like the interaction between you and the masseuse. So like do you what do you think about talking during a massage? All right, I'm going to say something and I I'll probably sound like an asshole but if anybody disagrees with me, I don't know how. Like how can you get a massage? and not talk or not really? or not think about talking like i'm get, like when we went down to florida and we went to um hand and stone yeah i got a really nice massage but the entire time that i didn't talk i wanted to talk really the entire time that i talked i felt comfortable because Jerry, they, they say it correctly on the show. Like you feel like, like you should say something. Like how? how I feel, I see. I feel like I feel bad. I feel I like I should talk. It. I feel I I am like in complete alignment with George. I talk to them because I feel like guilty about Wait, the pleasure. Exactly. But like honestly, my you're move, paying for it. My move is I try to I try to pretend I'm sleeping. Oh, that's a good move. So you try to pretend you're sleeping, and that way they're they're not tempted to talk. They jip you. That way they jip you on the massage. Yeah, but if you, I don't like know. I feel sleeping. like you can't relax. The I, only I don't... way to get a good massage is if you have a girlfriend that like, or a wife or whatever that is good at giving massages, because then you don't feel guilty because it's part of the it's part of your relationship. And uh, you enjoy it because you're attracted to her. You know what I'm saying? Like how? Like you had mom. Mom gave you a massage when you were down there, right? It wasn't you, our actual mom. It was no way a lady that appeared to be of our mom's age. 
There's no way you enjoyed that massage. There's no that, way. Well, that you whole might, scenario. You... Well, we could we could talk about that whole scenario and what happened there. It was like we sign in. Uh, so it's it's the first time we go to Florida. We go to Florida. It's the first time. Well, it's at least my first time I've ever gotten a real massage. I've gone to the physical therapist a few times. And mom gave little, you a massage the first and, time. And, and <laughs> it wasn't mom. It. She looked like mom. No, she looked like Terry. <laughs> 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 she, looked like, <laughs> she looked like dad's ex-girlfriend <laughs> yes yes so we all oh, sign wow. up we all sign up the the two girls so it's it's me jonah and our two sisters and we go we go in there and they both get like uh the girls get young ladies jonah gets a young lady and Yo, i get my girl was kind of hot and that's what fucked up my massage it's yeah looking. i get a lady that's probably in her like mid-60s and like, and look like my dad's ex girlfriend. So it was kind of <laughs> awkward going in. So I go into the room, and I've never gotten a massage before. And she's like, "Well, you know, get undressed to your however you want to get undressed. You know, keep your boxers on if you want or whatever, and then slip under this hot, this hot towel or blanket or whatever, and that then I'll good. massage out. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Oh. So I'm I'm in there, and I'm a quick undresser. Like I got my pants off right quick my socks and my shoes and uh my shirt i kept my boxers on and i'm sitting there and i'm waiting and it's like two minutes goes by three minutes goes by and i'm like i don't what's the procedure do i just sit here until she comes in (laughs) i have to go get her like what do i do from here so i just start i just start under my you know i start i'm ready (laughs) and then after like another minute, she comes in and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it, 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 was it timed? Could <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm ready. Come on. <laughs> Come on, mom. Come in here. <laughs> Come on, Terry. <laughs> so I get the massage. Drink, honey? <laughs> <laughs> so then so so then i get the massage and honestly like it was amazing like i i loved it other at once i got over the fact that my dad's ex-girlfriend was massaging me i i I really enjoyed it but uh would you so so george is is upset because he gets raymond would you do you care about man woman like massage like i know you mentioned you know the best massage would be from your wife or girlfriend but like absolutely because listen i don't want i when we were down there the girl that gave me a massage was good looking she had a nice body she was attractive right yeah i didn't enjoy it because she, she was, was too attractive yeah. yeah well who had I don't the one want her i don't want a man i want mom i want terry I so want you next time like if that. we go you're getting terry then who was the one that had the masseuse with the bad breath <laughs> That was Janine, I think. <laughs> and she couldn't like the only she could enjoy the massage were you and you and uh, Joe. Yeah, because Janine's I was all Janine's masseuse had bad breath. Bad because I'm like, this 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 girl probably gives massages to her boyfriend all the time. He's probably you know what I'm saying? Like I I don't know. Like I so, didn't So what you're saying is it moved. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> How could it not? I mean, she was good looking. <laughs> and I was talking up a storm. I didn't yeah. know what to do. Like, it sucked. <laughs> you were reciting the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> well, and then I'm feeling bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. I got some hair on my back. I got the hair. <laughs> like, I mean, That's I true. Know. That's another thing. It's like, I... I... Because I feel like, too, like if I had a very attractive masseuse, I would feel guilty about like, oh, I have a hairy back. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, Like, I just think about where they are. They're like, you know, and then they try to, they throw out the, oh, well, I see people, they have more hair. I'm like, well, you know, what? what?" (laughs) So you're not, you're not the most disgusting person. Right, It's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Like, I just get, like. As much as we joke about you and Terry doing the massage thing, like I wish I had that situation. Yeah, I mean, honestly, personally, I don't even care. I like, wouldn't want a guy. I've, I've gone. I've I've never gotten a full massage other than the Terry massage, but I've gone to physical therapy and they have the warm up and they'll do like even at the chiropractor they'll warm you up with the little touching and rubbing, and like I've had guys do it and it, honestly, it doesn't bother me. It's funny because Crystal, my wife, she prefers women. Like she will not, she feels very uncomfortable to have a, like a guy do it. I don't know if it's because she's just pretending, but like, no, she has a, like a, a certain person that she goes to, but like, she's always, she's always tells me like, I, I would never have a massage from a guy. Like I would never go, go to a man, a man When I go to the chiropractor, um, I like the girl like warming it up with like a little, like a, a little bit of a massage it's not like the the hand in stone massage like the full thing but they'll kind of like warm things up they'll get you all situated and then i do like the guy chiropractor because i feel like they they're able to manipulate the muscles and everything better yeah you know you but that's a not a that's not a, like i'm there to get like a nice relaxing massage like i'm there to get like my body like adjusted and i feel like guys could like you know how it is at, at uh that place in uh, Newington or whatever. Yeah, like they they destroy your body. Like yeah. those dudes are like oh, ex football yeah. players. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's not like it's yeah, not it like, like a relaxing. I don't go there because I'm I'm gonna go get my body adjusted and like and relax. Like I'm going there because I'm all out of whack. Yeah. I don't so do want you... like the hot girl like trying to do that because she can't even move my my shoulders probably. So you know what I mean? Yeah, you mentioned in the last episode and the you know when we were recapping the bus boy about ginger. Do you actually like ginger or hate it? Because I can't stand ginger. I can't, I can't stand it. I'll eat the funny thing is I like ginger ale, which I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think that's real ginger. Love I don't. I don't even know what's a, that could be just chemicals, but I actually like it, ginger ale. I think ale. it's a different. It, well, yeah, I mean, but ginger, ginger has, is just ugh, that taste. I think ginger has like multiple purposes or whatever. Like, I love ginger ale. I love shrimp yeah. ginger ale. But yeah, like when a rep, r- recipe calls for ginger, like I just skip it. Like, I, I it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm more of a Canada Dry guy, but and I'm more what? of a what? Yeah, Canada Dry ginger ale is way better than Schweppes. Are you kidding me? You're out of your mind. That are you a stall man or a? Uh... I've always been a stall man. Really? <laughs> no, I don't. I honestly like I 
like George, uh, you know, where he talks. Wait, wait, about hold it. on, hold on. Before we jump into that, do you like the do you like the flavored ginger ale though? Yeah, like the the raspberry ginger ale. I like that the one. Dry grape. I don't know if I've ever had that one. That's a Schweppes product. You got to try the dry grape. Schweppes. Dry grape ginger ale. Fucking All right. Great. It'll I think it'll, it'll change your life. We'll have to see if Jerry drinks that during this. I'll have to keep my eye if he drinks ginger ale. That's my next mission. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as stall or urinal, like honestly, like urinal, I actually prefer urinals. If I could have a urinal in my house, I would put one in. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love good. urinals. The best urinal ever was when we went to Cancun and they had the trough. Did you enjoy oh that? Oh my god! All right, I've been waiting to like discuss this a little bit, and because uh, I don't think we've ever talked about it in depth. Like, was that the was that the, the All right, I don't care about a urinal. I, I'll pee anywhere. Yeah, that was the worst. I felt like we got lined up in there like yep. fucking cattle, mm-hmm. and we're peeing like into like a. Trough, like you said, a trough. Yeah, it was it. And honestly, like, I remember being at that bar in Cancun, and it was like they herded us in through that door, and it was like next man up, and it was like thirty dudes in a line, just like legs touching. It was so disgusting. It was so bizarre. I don't get stage fright when it comes to that, so it didn't bother me as much. But like, I know I can't imagine if I was one of these guys that couldn't pee in public. That would have been a rough scene. That, there. that was the that was I would definitely put that as number one, the weirdest peas I've ever <laughs> had to had to partake in. Like, you know, I'll pee anyway. I mean, if I've got to go, I gotta go. But like I've never been herded into a bathroom with like like a like the bathroom is lined with a trough and like there's 30 guys like yeah. all right, pee. i just let loose i don't care but it's like it was bizarre yeah it was very bizarre the cancun trip in general had a had a whole p had a p uh scenario all over it with uh todd getting arrested for the uh, pissing in public every night every night there was was always some sort of incident with stuff like that all right so do you want to move on to the categories Let's move on to the categories. All right. So up, down, even Steven. Down is George. Up is Elaine. Down is Jerry. Uh, and and Kramer's up. Up, even though he threw up from the gas? <laughs> yeah, because I think we're left to believe that that's Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. I mean, so there's that's nothing. always right about that whole situation. There's nothing pointing to it otherwise. And I'm always under the, I always believe that because at the end of the day, I mean, if you think about anyone famous, like they're just regular people, like Mm. why wouldn't he go to Dinky Donuts? Why not? He's just a human being. Like he doesn't have to go to like this special donut place. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what I think too. Go ahead. I think too in New York too, you could kind of get away with going to like a dive because people just aren't as interested in you know celebrity. It's like you could kind of blend in more. Yeah, but like I, I mean, and I'm sure you've met a million of them too throughout your life. Like when, like people sometimes get like fascinated with like famous people, you know? 
Yeah. And they think like, oh, God, no, there's no way that they do this or there's no way that they do that. It's like, but why wouldn't they? They're just normal human beings. Like, yeah. So I, to this day, will just go with the fact that Joe DiMaggio definitely dunks his donuts and he does it at Dinky. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I, I pretty much agree across the board with your up-downs and even Stevens. So uh, let's move on to deep cuts, nitpicks, and observations from the episode. I love the fact that Joe DiMaggio is brought up. I love just yeah. every time anything sports-related gets brought up, I love it. Yeah. And I like how they call him the Yankee Clipper, too, which is, you know, his nickname, obviously. Yep. And yep. Uh, just, you know, that whole sports thing in, in, in the show is something that we could latch on to big time because both of us are really big sports fans. So, yep. And I'm a huge Yankee fan, so DiMaggio, it's pretty cool. Yep. Good old number five. Uh, deep cuts, deep cuts. I don't know. You're, you're so much better at that. I, I, I don't know. Like, I can't remember... Anything that jumps out at me about really anything. All right. I also. uh, No. So observations. So George goes into, he's hungry as hell when he goes to Jerry's. He tries to eat the Chinese food, but as ginger, he doesn't like the ginger. So then he grabs this, this uh, jar, this huge jar of something. And after watching the episode a few times, I'm trying, it looks like a cherries. What is he fucking eating? Cherries out of a glass jar. Or apple butter, maybe? <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> <laughs> just. Um, does he have? Is he just eating it with his hands? No, he's got a he's he's got a like a spoon. He's like spooning out. Is it peanut? Is it peanut butter? No, it's like it's cherry. It's like a red ball, like little cherries. Oh, I think maybe it's maraschino cherries. Yeah, it could be, but it's like a huge fucking. It looks like it came from the. Uh, Kramer bought it at the uh, the Sam's Club or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. So it's a huge thing. I'm guessing it's cherries. I don't know what that is, but yeah, no, no, that's look. I I I don't remember that, but uh, so then you have another situation when Jerry when George is getting the massage, and he's like, "How'd you hurt yourself?" He's like, "Korea," and then he's like, "Hotel, hotel." hotel. Yeah, because so it's because he kicked out the sheets. Yeah, he the he kicked out the tuck. Yeah, the tuck. So I think that's how he hurt his hamstring. Yeah, because uh, he brings he brings it up in that episode. Does he talk? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He later does. on, how yes. he how he pulled his hamstring at a hotel or whatever. Kicking, oh yeah, kicking the sheets out. True. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah, Lupe. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, you talk to Lupe like that? Another observation. Not her fault. <laughs> oh man, that's dad. Dad would go to war for Lupe before he would for me and you. <laughs> right though? Yeah. No, no, not for Lupe, because people kind of like Lupe. It's always the person that none of us likes. Like we <laughs> hate somebody, dad loves them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So another one is how cool is uh, Roy's office like that with the, mm. the pictures on the wall and like the Brooklyn Dodgers and the awesome. the Holyfield sign picture. It's just like such a cool little office. Another observation I have. This is the first episode of the third season. Did you catch the uh, theme of the show? How they changed the music? I didn't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
you have to <laughs> the music. I have to go back and revisit this one. This, I'm totally yeah, old. the episode opens with Jerry doing a stand up, and clearly, like the the budget is higher because now it's like the cuts, the scene cuts are much cleaner, and the the music is like easy to beat. You didn't catch that? Is what? It's got like the the same like Seinfeld. Um, you know, theme, but it it has like this like scat music in the background. Really? Yeah, I it's like easy to beat. Easy to beat. You didn't catch no. any of that? No, I didn't. Wow. Did you even watch? Do you even watch Seinfeld? I didn't watch it. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I didn't watch this episode, and I've never watched one of. Them. I've never ever watched it. Jerry, Jerry's the one that does stand up. <laughs> Uh, one of the nitpicks too is I have from this episode is I always thought it's weird Uh, so they are getting the note from the dentist so like how the fuck would you go would you need a massage from a dental issue well if you can't get it from your gynecologist you would get it from your dentist but I mean if you have like (laughs) (laughs) the guy yeah but I mean it's like think about it you, you go to the dentist, like I go to the dentist, you know, every six months or whatever, I get my dental cleaning. I've gotten uh, my, I got my wisdom teeth pulled and I had some issues there with dry socket and stuff, but not once that I think, oh, my mouth hurts, my jaw hurts. Oh, I need a massage. <laughs> like, how is that? Re- I don't understand how it could be related to a dental problem, but I think that's just the show being ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Because cause, uh, Elaine, doesn't she get her note from her gynecologist? Yeah, she gets it from the gynecologist, but I could see something like that happening. She had a heavy period? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> she's got <laughs> cramps. She's got cramps from the yeah, period, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, the dental problem, unless you're getting a jaw massage. So why didn't Jerry and George just get it from the regular PCP? Because Jerry's not friends with any PCPs, I guess. Jerry, another nitpick would be like you mentioned earlier is George doesn't even have a job. So he's like the get trying to get the insurance to pay for the massage when he doesn't even have a job. So he probably right. doesn't have insurance. Right. But that was weird. Yeah. All right. So, so it might be mixed up because he still had uh with the um the bus boy, he supposedly still had the real estate job and he's got insurance in this one, so it's all mixed up still. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so do you have any, uh, so you're the side characters in this episode. How do you feel about them? We have Juliana, we have Raymond, we have Roy, the dentist, Roy's wife. Uh, I can't, sta- I can't stand Juliana. Uh, Raymond's fine. He's, uh, he does his part. Yeah. Roy is okay. I feel, I don't know. He's like, he's kind of a pussy. <laughs> And then his wife is a, is an is a bitch, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, relax. it's funny. It's funny because I, yeah, Juliana, I'm lukewarm on. Uh, I like Billy. Billy's got some fucking jets, man. That kid should be playing fucking football, man. He got he got to that office in like three tenths of a oh second. God, He's know. so fast. No, sign him up for a football Jesus team. Jesus Christ, that, man. Tell him that Jerry the serial killer's in the office and he'll be gone. He's running, what, a 4-1? Yeah. <laughs> a 4-1-40? Yeah, Billy is just, he's got skills, man. So, gone. I liked Billy. 
Uh, you're right. Roy is Roy is kind of a wuss, but he's like Roy. He's, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. he's like it's kind of a pushover. I actually like his wife. I think she's they're so good angry. Couple. Yeah, it's just they balance each other well. Like he's kind yeah, of like like don't I don't mind picture, her, and she's just like you know I, the practice is in danger. I could picture why why Roy is the way he is because of his wife. Yeah, and you then. And then uh-huh. Raymond, I actually, I fucking love Raymond. I think he's he's hilarious. I don't, his just you want whole, a massage by him, huh? I would fucking, I would give Raymond a, a chance. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's funny. No, he's like, funny though. But that scene when he comes out and George is there and they kind of make eye contact. Yeah, no, no, no. He he's I great. Just, I, he's I great. think he's just he he cracks me up. He's perfect. He's great for the for this episode for sure, but like, there's no way on earth like I, I'm not down with him giving me a massage. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'll let him crack my back and everything because he, he probably like gives a nice like uh, adjustment, like like we were talking about. Yeah, but I don't want to. Like, I mean, he's not gonna make my. He's not. I'm not gonna walk in there for a massage and walk out and feel good. <laughs> You'll walk out just like George did, like he saw yeah. a ghost. <laughs> yeah, like I, like you could adjust my spine, but I don't want a massage. All right. So, do you have a favorite line or scene from this episode? I love when George and Elaine are going back and forth about, um, like George wants Elaine to switch with him. Like he, she's got the woman masseuse and he's got the mail and it's like he's like switch with me and she's like no I, i'd feel uncomfortable and he's like you know i, I can't i can't remember exactly how good and she's like well something might something sexual might happen he's like exactly <laughs> like i wanted to feel good. he's like you know like <laughs> just like like how like trying to explain to elaine like how is it better for you to get a massage by a woman and me f- to get one by a man like yeah man, no sense but like elaine is playing it so straight like it's <laughs> mm-hmm. she just doesn't <laughs> see the problem with it at all and it's it is like a problem i think like she she should just she's the come with guy or the come with girl and definitely down for a rumble but she does not want to do a solid for george <laughs> right yeah yeah i love that i love that exchange I yeah i do too i enjoy that <clears throat> i like the uh i like that scene when they're at the at roy's office and they're talking over the uh the patient and how they're talking about oh college th- those were good times yeah Oh, I, I just like that that whole back and forth when she keeps on popping in and Jerry and George are kind of correcting each other. He's like Jerry George is like, Oh, it was it's tragic. And Jerry's like, it's not tragic. Right. Like, you know, I, I do like that there. But my favorite scene is definitely when George is getting a massage and his whole just his facial expressions, just you could just feel the um just him being so uncomfortable. Oh my god. He just plays it so well. And then when that's, Raymond That's genius Jason Alexander right there. Yeah. And then the next scene where he's explaining it to Jerry what happened. And yep. he's like, and then he then I took my pants off. And Jerry's you like, took You your took pants your pants off. off. Like yeah. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. So 
All and right. then also, also when they're in the uh, when they're in Roy's office, and it's like, is a uh, Evander Holyfield? He's got a hell of a body. <laughs> you like him? How would I know? Yeah, what, am I acting different? <laughs> like, <laughs> he just plays so good. You know what I love too is when he he jumps over the um, the puddle and he scrapes his knee. Oh yeah, and Elaine is. Yeah, and Elaine is demonstrating. They're she's like George. Perceptive. Yeah, she's like George. What's this? What's this? What she does, yeah, like yeah. the little leap, because he yeah. does the leap over the puddle, and you then Kramer drops the. Perceptive. Yeah, then Kramer drops the. Uh, you know, kids can be very perceptive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a good one too. So, all right. So which character won the episode? George. George. Yeah. All right, so you didn't you didn't crack yet. You didn't go to Kramer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Elaine wins the episode because she gets the great massage. But I think George is so good in this episode as far as he laughs. So fucking that it's just like even though he has like a rough time, like he's just so funny that he has to win the episode. I it's, agree. He's put in these positions where he loses. But he's so fucking funny. Yeah. Like making, like working his way through them. Yep. It's Jason Alexander being a goddamn genius again. Like mm-hmm. he's so fucking funny. Like so funny. Yeah. He's but... dancing on the edge of trying to explain how a male massage is gay. <laughs> like, and like he, now he is he it, it, am I gay because I think it might have moved and then like guys are they, popping into his his uh, sexual his, fantasies right exactly <laughs> like he's just so fun like Jason Alexander just is a genius he's yeah a fucking comedy genius yep he's great. All right. And like, how could you not? Like, I know now we're, we're like probably like Kramer and George are probably like light years ahead of everybody, but like, how could you not give it to George for this? Yeah. Episode? He's so funny. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's just, he's so good and funny. No one else, no one else is even close to him. Yeah. Know? No, yeah. He carries this episode with his comedy. Absolutely. So, which episode won the face off between this one and the busboy? The note. Yeah, I agree. The note, for sure. Um, the busboy is a good episode, but the note is filled with, um, despite the fact that neither of us even acted like we watched it, um, <laughs> is filled with just comedic genius, like like we like we just said. Yeah. Jason Alexander just is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's a tough one because uh, for audio, because I think there's a lot of the funny stuff in this episode is is George's like physical, physical comedy. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely agree. I think the the notes better. And do you think the note uh, knocks the uh, Chinese restaurant off the the hill? No way. No way. Yeah, no way. Not not. The it's t- a good. I'm gonna say good. this with absolute confidence. The oh, Chinese restaurant is gonna ride for at least another couple weeks all right so next week oh, uh, you don't even want to agree with me on that no i i completely agree with you but so, the way things are going with this it's going to be kramer's going to win both episodes next time and the chinese and, restaurant and, will get knocked off 
<laughs> what is there a banger coming no, up? No, 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 no. I honestly think Chinese restaurants gonna ride for a while. There, no, I those. looked ahead. There's some fucking yeah, awesome. and they're all those this, coming. But... Yeah, yeah. All but right, we don't we don't want to talk about. It. Let's wrap it up. Tune in next time to Sign Bros and find out what year Jerry already has receipts for, and how much Jerry is paying to rent a car in Florida. See ya.